0: I'm not on. Now I'm on. Okay, should we start with a word of prayer? Dear gracious Lord in heaven, we thank you Lord for this opportunity that we may learn about you through the Heidelberg Catechism. We thank you Lord that we have this creed, that we can go through it. Please bless us now Lord as we learn about you that it be my, may be right and true. In thy name we pray. Amen. Okay, so I'm going to uh, Start with uh, question uh, 12 through 19, which is page uh, 12 and 13 in the back of the Psalter, if you want to follow along. Question 12, according to God's righteous judgment, we deserve punishment both in this world and forever after. How then can we escape this punishment and return to God's favor? And the answer is God requires that his justice be satisfied. Therefore, the claims of his justice must be paid in full, either by ourselves or another. 13. Can we pay this debt ourselves? Certainly not. Actually, we increase our guilt every day. Question 14. Can another creature in any way pay this debt for us? No. To begin with, God will not punish another creature for man's guilt. Besides, no mere creature can bear the weight of God's eternal anger against sin and release others from it. Question fifteen: What kind of mediator and deliverer should we be looking for? Should we look for then? The answer: He must be truly human and truly righteous, yet more powerful than all creatures. That is, he must also be true God. Question sixteen: Why? Must he truly be human and truly righteous? The answer is God's justice demands it. Man has sin, man must pay for his sins. But a sinner cannot pay for others. 17, why must he also be true God? So that by the power of his divinity, he might bear the weight of God's anger in his humanity and earn for us and restore to us righteousness, and life. Eighteen, who is this mediator, true God, and at the same time truly human and also truly righteous? And of course, the answer is our Lord Jesus Christ, who was given to us to set us completely free and to make us right with God. And the final question for today, how do you become to know this? And the answer is the Holy Gospel tells me. God himself began to reveal the gospel already in paradise. Later he proclaimed it by the holy partridge and prophets and portrayed it by the sacrifices and other ceremonies of the law. Finally, he fulfilled it through his own dear son. Okay, so last week we, um, we talked about our misery and, and our sin. and We're born sinners and we're born into sin. Uh, but we were created sinless, right? God made us uh, perfect in this perfect world and in his image. And of course, after the fall, we have a tendency to hate both God and others. And that's really what sin is, isn't it? And that's why God's answer to the commandments, what, to summarize the law, is to love God and love others. Most of our sins, or if not all of them, are based upon that hatred of God and others. When we use God's name in vain, we are sinning against God. When we do wrong to others, it's our selfishness that allows us to do these things. We want to protect ourselves at the cost of either God or, or others, right? So <clears throat> our misery then is to, is, is the, the fact that we can't resist sin and that we're sinners, Right? We have to deal with failure. So no matter how good we are, we're going to fail at this. And we know this because God's law uh, tells us what good and evil is or helps us define it. But uh, all this needs uh, God's uh, perfection, right? We also learned that last week is that we need to, um, God deserves and and created everything perfectly, so it should be restored that way. If I built my house and I put everything perfectly on it, the siding, the windows, and everything's perfect when I get done, and you come in and you uh, slam your your car through it, I expect you to repair it in the way that you found it in the beginning. And so it is with, with God, right? He created the world perfectly, our sin destroyed it, or is, is, is putting a cloud on it, and it needs to be restored. He demands that. And now we have a great debt that, uh, that we have to pay. And we're not able to, and we have to pay it. It's not based just upon his mercy. So, knowing our misery, now we're going to get into deliverance. And the good news is, according to question 12, is that there is an out. There is a way to um, get deliverance. So I'm going to open a question to the floor. Is all sin the same? Is murder the same as gossip? Adultery the same as stealing? Using God's name in vain the same as Uh, coveting something? Does God look at one sin with more disgust than the other? All sin is punishable. So we all need to be, every sin counts. But some certain, let's go to Genesis 18. I'll just read it just a verse. Genesis 18, verse 20. And the Lord says, because the the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great and their sin is very grave. And another another, uh, version says it had ringing in God's ears. Right? Now, also, uh, if you go to like Exodus twenty, which is the Ten Commandments, right? Verse seven, which is um, God's name in vain, and he says, "You shall not." Let read it for sure. You shall not. Uh, sorry. What did I say? You shall not take the name of the Lord, your God, in vain. The Lord will not hold anyone him guiltless who misuses his name. And now if you go to 13, it just says, thou shalt not murder. Now why would God, I mean, throughout the Bible, the, the uh, people uh, sinned against him, right? But Sodom and Gomorrah made a ringing in his ears. Doesn't it make it sound like that it was more offensive to God than the other and doesn't it make kind of more that feeling too as misuse of my name I will not hold you guiltless but yet thou shalt not murder doesn't have any tale like that does that kind of signify that one sin is more offensive to God than the other Right. So, the first commandments are, are God-human related. The other ones are human-human related, right? And I mean, there's no way we can murder God or steal from Him, basically, really, right? So, I agree with that. And that brings me to my next question. So, if sins are a little bit, if God is more. To deplorable to one sin to the other does that have, does that more, or have more or less weight as far as punishment in other words long if, long if I, mean I use long God's long name long in vain long am long I going to be long long more punished than if I gossip I'm
1: just, I'm, not, I'm, just and I'm, not,
0: I'm leaving the civil out just, just as, Christians. as Christians I guess I, guess, yeah. so, I think all sin is equally wrong, but not equally bad. But either way, we're still sinning, and we could never pay that debt. Uh, Matthew five eighteen. Yeah, He doesn't know what an ale is, so how can he fix my house, right? Uh, so, Matthew, uh, so Matthew 5, uh, 18 says, to support, what we're to support what we're saying. For truly I say unto you, until heaven and earth passes away, not a, iota, not a dot will pass from the law of God until all is accomplished. So all T's and, and I's have to be crossed. So no little sin is ever... Uh, going to be overlooked. Now the answer to uh, 12 in the last sentence there says either by ourselves or another. But the second one says we can't pay for the debt ourselves. So if we're condemned to hell and we're in hell... Aren't we paying for our sins? Are we paying for our whole debt? Right. Even, even if we spend eternity in hell, we still can't pay for our debt. Because don't we still sin if we're going to hell? If we're in hell, do you think people that are in hell are still sinning? It's, it's absent of God, correct? So, of course, they're going to be sinning, probably worse than, than even in this world. It's an um, Are we our debt in hell? If, if we are sinned? and if hell is eternal, we must never be able to pay. Correct. Otherwise, penitents would be working, right? If we were able to pay for our sins and our sins were lesser than, if my sin was lesser than George's sin and I get out in uh, 1,000 years, but he don't get out till 1,050, right? And the Bible doesn't indicate that at all. We're in there constantly. It's like a credit card debt and you're paying the minimum, right? You're never going to get out of that debt. You aren't even hardly paying total interest. You continue to make that Minimum payment, your debt is still there, and it's still going to continue to go and to go. (laughs) What's that? Switch credit cards? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that was my next point because a lot of times when we, when uh, even the Bible uses monetary to to describe debt, but really we don't have. That doesn't even go with the whole concept of what our sin debt is. So let's say we took a petri dish and we took the father's seed and we took sin out of there and we took the mom's eggs and we took sin out of there and we made an actual sinless man, which doesn't exist. Could that sinless man die for another sin, for another sinner? If we found that guy that doesn't exist, that sinless man, could he die for my sins? Why not, Mom? And why? Why, why can only God's son do it? And I'll give you a hint. The answer is in the answer of 14. It says no creature, Right. So nothing, nothing but truly God. That's why Christ had to be both man and God, right? Because... Um, only that could bear the weight of God's anger. That's also in the answer of 17. He might bear the weight of God's anger in his humanity. So how about an angel? Yeah. Yeah. True. True. Right. It had to be true God in order to get for God's um, anger. Right. Yeah. Seventeen is probably more of the answer. But let's go back to uh, what you're saying. So in the Old Testament, when you sin before Christ died, you sacrifice an animal. Were their sins not forgiven? Were their sins not forgiven? When they uh, went through all the rituals of having uh, a bull or a goat or if they couldn't afford that, right, it was according to how much you made, you couldn't afford that, maybe a, a, a pigeon or a sparrow. So the kind, of, so the kind the of the sacrifices held on until, held on until true the true actual, God actual God. true Son of God died right. uh, uh, The best I could, uh, the, I, could I, want the, the, I want to read Hebrews 10 uh, 1 through 10. Uh, 1 through 10. For since the law has been been but a shadow of good things to come, instead of the true form of these realities, it can never, by the same sacrifices that are continually offered every year, make perfect for those who draw near. Otherwise they would have ceased to be offered. But since the worshipers, having once been cleansed, would no longer have the consciousness of sin, but in these sacrifices, as a reminder of sins, Every year, for it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sin. Consequently, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifices and offerings you have not desired, but a body you have prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sin, you have taken no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O Lord, as it is written of me in the scrolls of the book. When he said above, you either desire nor take pleasure in sacrifices and offerings and burnt offerings and sin offerings, these that are offering according to the law, then he added, behold, I have come to do your will. He does away with the first order to establish the second, that by that will we have been sanctified through the offerings of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Every priest stands daily at his service, <clears throat> excuse me, offering repeatedly the same sacrifice, which can never take away sins. But Christ has offered for all time a single sacrifice for all sins. And he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting for that time until his enemies could be made a footstool for his feet. For by the single offering he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. And the Holy Spirit bears witness to us for after saying, this is the covenant I will make with them. For those days, declares the Lord, I will put my laws on their hearts and write them on his mind. Then he adds, I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. For there is forgiveness of these. There is no longer any offering for sin. So that kind of tells us that To support what Andy's saying is that those sacrifices made back then were fulfilled when Christ died and it took away the old and established the new. So how is it that Christ is both truly God and truly man? How is his petri dish made that, it's, that he's sinless if we're born into sin? I agree with that. Kinda, that's kind of what I came up with too. And what Andy said was because he was of God's seed, he was made God. And because he was of Mary, he was made man. And that gave him his duality of being both son of God and son of man. In Matthew uh, 1 verse 20, and of course it's uh, talking about Joseph um, going to secretly divorce Mary. But he considered these things, and behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, "'Joseph, son of God, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife.'" For that what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. So that gives us, she will bear a son, she will call him Jesus for saving the people from their sins. Which reminds me of the other question that I kind of skipped over, I guess. So why can't an angel pay for our sins? So an angel isn't sin, right? Hasn't sinned. A mere creature created by God. Right. An angel isn't made in the form of man or in God's image. Right? An angel is God's own creation. Good. Good. They have a different role, and they're a different creation. And the angel didn't sin in the first place; man did, right? And that's why it says he had to be both man and God. And angels didn't don't fit either one of those categories, so of course an angel can't can't die for our sins, even though they haven't sinned against God, unless you want to. Con- did, did Satan's a, was an angel? He's a fallen angel, correct? So, does he have a a burden that he can pay? Yeah, he'll have his head he'll have his head crushed by Jesus' heel, right? Why is that? Do you believe that angels were created as a whole, and don't appropriate? I, I, would think that's true. I think so. You're right. Yeah, right. We we really don't know, but that that would fall into why man is year uh, generation to generation because we pass our sin on but if you have a group of angels and these guys are bad these guys haven't sinned nor have they now if they had children I mean, they'd be different Andy? Well, I, I believe that every reference to angel in the scripture is kind of masculine anyway so you don't get the sense of even though in our world we get these pictures of beautiful women angels yeah What he's saying is that every angel's got masculinity behind it. Either in its name or it's uh the three men walked to Abraham, right? And it doesn't say female at all. So what he's And they probably don't have to. You know, I'm sorry. (laughs) They probably don't have to. So, I mean, if if they probably all have their roles and, and, and do them right. Yeah. So, okay. What's that? Yeah, I think so, too. So her question was um, that Psalms says that they were created a little bit below the angels. Man was? But I, th- I think he's talking about Christ, yeah. Because he had to be truly man. So his human aspect was. So his duality is also below and above. Yeah. If man didn't fall, would we be, would we be controlling angels right now, right? And according to scripture, kind of says that we are. So, any other questions or comments? All right, should we pray? Dear gracious Lord in heaven, we thank you, Lord, that you you were truly uh, God and truly man. And we we thank you, Lord, that you rule over us in, in today. And we thank you for the sacrifice that you made and that you have delivered us from our sins. And um, for that debt we can, we can never pay. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.